You're like so gay. Oh my goodness. Hello, all you sexual deviants and sexual and deviant sexual. wannabes. I, I wasn't yeah. sure if you were trading off. We'll work on that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Welcome to Queering the Air. Welcome. We are so glad that you are here joining us today or today <laughs> or whenever you're listening whenever to us. Whenever you're listening to us talking. We're just happy you're listening to us. We so are. thank you. Oh my God. We need to do like a... Like one of those like high school musical. <laughs> get out, get out the 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 juju. Uh-huh. Get into the groove. Welcome to Queering Let's the Air. Yes, tonight. this is our brand new recorded Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> While some other podcasts may say that because we're in quarantine, they're on Zoom. We are on opposite sides of the country, so we will be consistently on Zoom. Like when will we be together again? When will? Reunite? Maybe when I come back east this summer. Yeah, I'm not moving to the West Coast, sorry. You like the, the winter for some reason. Ugh, I love the seasons. Mm. I, could, I could never give up fall. Okay, sorry. well, like, Northern California has fall. Okay, but you don't live in Northern California. <laughs> no, but plenty of great people do. Okay, anyways, what's up? My name is Aaron. My name is Matt. And we're queer. Yes, we are. This is the third time that we're filming this, so we should be professionals at this point. I would say we're, like, amateurs at best. Yeah. Yeah, it takes, like, 10,000 hours to become an expert at something, right? So if we do one episode a week and it takes us, like, an hour to film, then by so the 10, year 2200 or I'm going to double-check that math, but I think you're right on. I studied arts and crafts, so it's like, I don't know. I just pulled that number yeah. out of my magic hat. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Queering the Air. This is just our little, like, get-to-know-us episode um, because we want to make sure that everybody who's listening is semi-familiar with who we are because we're going to be talking a lot. Well, um, we're going to be asking other people who they are a lot of the time, so might as well let you know who we are. That's true. Get a full so you picture. get a little background. Yeah. yeah. So this is Matthew Rohr. Um, hello, hello. He is 25. 25. Zaddy. God. He is from Westchester, New York. He was a diver at Tufts University. He graduated in 2017 and studied Italian and classics. He studied abroad in Sorrento. I love that fact. <laughs> Why? I don't know. So <laughs> I don't know. I just am picturing you like running around the just the Sorrento coast, just like woohoo. <laughs> Basically, yeah. No, no. <laughs> oh, I loved her so oh, much. I really wish that I could just taste her pasta. It was ridiculous how much, how hard she tried to get me to eat meat. I've been a vegetarian for ten years, and I, when I was like going to study abroad, I intentionally and explicitly told my study abroad program i'm vegetarian and i'm not breaking that but i want to do a homestay so like if it's a problem let me know i will work it out yeah i'm not gonna like inconvenience this family and they were like you'll be totally fine i was like great i would find like large pieces of meat (laughs) in my pasta the grandmother who was cooking for me three to four times a week would be like you're so skinny you need to eat meat this is not healthy for you that is like the (laughs) italian grandmother mindset a hundred percent We love that. But she was lovely and I miss her. In addition to studying abroad in Italy and being so cultured, Matt is, I feel like I'm like, um, like introing you on like a dating show. Like, yes, so Matt is currently in law school. He just finished his first year at a fantastic school down south. He's becoming a Southern gal in front of our Uh eyes. I still have not picked up the y'all and I'm really, 
I think I'm gonna wait, and then once I move back north, then I'll start saying. Y'all. You'll get there. Honestly, I feel like y'all is like more synonym, like more like tied to being gay than being southern at this point. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I would agree, but I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> he is probably going into family law and things mm-hmm. like that. He is currently hiding in rural Pennsylvania. For the time being. He's a recovering scene kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, recovering is No, yeah, generous. you're fully just in it. Like, you still only listen to screamo music in country, which I think is the weirdest comment. Like, mm-hmm. the, when people are like, what music do you listen to? I'm like, not country and not screamo. And those are, like, what Matthew listens to. And Ariana yeah. Grande I would say my, like, <laughs> the, I would say, like, the top three genres for me are, well, it, it depends on the season, but in general. In emo, the winter. Scre- <laughs> yeah, emo screaming music, country, and then, like, circuit party remixes who are you (laughs) uh, that is a great that's a great question when you find out please let me know i will and that's the purpose of our podcast to find Uh, ourselves anyway my co-host is the aaron idelson she is from upstate new york she's from actual upstate for anybody who who would consider westchester upstate more cows than people more confederate flags than american flags which doesn't make any sense no it doesn't anyway also went to tufts university and dove graduated in 2018 as a film and media studies major and a sociology minor so she's going to be giving you all the different sociological terms and filling us in on the newest cutting edge studies in sociology sure (laughs) (laughs) but now she lives in los angeles just kind of living her best life in my opinion he's an amazingly talented video editor he's got an incredible youtube channel with some really incredible videos on there go check him out youtube.com slash that's so aaron guess like comments like comment subscribe Such a loyal fan. I go through phases where I'm like, oh, I need to make sure I've liked and commented on all his videos. And then I'll do like two because I'll get, I'll want to watch the videos. And he wants to get me that playtime. YouTube tracks that. Do they really? They track watch time. That's how they know what to recommend to people. If people watch more of the video, then it's more recommended to people because they want people to stay for the whole time. So the juicier the video, like the the ones that are like super drama-y and people are like Uh so hooked, that's why those do so well because they're like, wow, people just spent 47 minutes watching this person tell all. Wow, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Am I dumb for not knowing that? No. I feel feel like that's only something that you know if you like make YouTube videos. Sorry to cut you off. I just thought that that, I I find it so interesting, the algorithm. That is super interesting. Aaron is single and (laughs) I'm sure he has lots I take it back I know he has lots of stories about his singlehood we should do that on like a Valentine's Day episode or something oh that's a you can have it can be like a two-hour episode Dave can come on for an hour and then I'll come on for an hour and just talk about what it's and you should have a you should have a tinder or hinge date come on I'm gonna see myself out of this podcast now. (laughs) I think that would be a really funny podcast, though. I texted Matthew the other night, and I was like, wouldn't it be so wild if it's like, I just brought on, like, random Tinder people to interview? That would be really funny. I thought it'd be super fun to do, like, a... When I was in college, I thought it'd be a really fun idea to do, like, a party where it was, like, a date party, but everybody's date was someone... It was, like, a first date from Tinder. That would be so funny so if you're in people college, would all like switch in the middle of the yeah. party they'd be like i don't oh, like totally. you but i'm gonna go make out with that person oh Absolutely. my god so 
if you're in college and by if you I'm specifically talking to my little sister <laughs> you should make this happen because <laughs> oh I want to hear about it yes I'm very single and I'm very single but Matt is not <laughs> no <laughs> Matt has been in a relationship for quite a long time three and a half uh-huh. years yeah, speaking of tinder <laughs> speaking of tinder yes they met on tinder mm-hmm. I met up with one person from tinder ever that's false Okay, you're right. I've been on one date (laughs) and three and a half years later, here we are. Love that for you. Thank God I just got back on Tinder. You were off Tinder? Should I tell that story? I don't even think I know this story. You stupid idiot. I literally told it the last time we recorded this. I... When I got banned. I I know. I was trying to, like, lead you into it. Oh, you were playing along? (laughs) Yes. I couldn't tell. You're a really good actress, girl. (laughs) I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, I, I've had a Tinder. I made a Tinder senior year of high school right before I went to college and had it forever. I actually deleted my Tinder in August when I like I like I made a new one because I had accumulated mm. so many matches that I never talked to. Oh my God, are you like really hot or something? No, I just would go through phases where I'd be like, yes, 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 yes. And I'm just... Oh, the attention seeking is off the chart. When you had one... It was one, totally a thing with... Yeah, it was When totally you had annoying. one, would you just like swipe right and you'd be like, I'm going to say yes, but like, I'm not going to message them. Like if they message me, like then fine. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, am I alone in that? That's how. That's how you. I started did. dating my boyfriend. Really? <laughs> Shut the yeah. fuck up. Well, because, well, because I was not like on Tinder for some reason. I had this like I had this really stupid mindset of like. Oh, we all did that. We were above yeah, online like, dating, and it was weird. Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. I want to make a video. I've been. I wrote a video about that. About how we all have like this stigma attached to online dating, and I was like so against mm-hmm. it for a long time. The psychology of it is interesting to me. I'm sure. Okay, Miss Sociologist. Anyway, yeah, I like had that mindset and so I like was drunk in college, downloaded Tinder, and then woke up in the morning and I had one match. And it was Dave. And it was Dave. Shut the fuck up. And I I know. That's like some divine like God was like, drink this tequila and then you're welcome. Well, he's we had like fifty mutual friends on Facebook because even though we were in Boston Mm. where I was in school and where he was living, we're from the same hometown but never knew each other but had like 50 mutual friends on Facebook so I think in my drunken state he was the only person that I was like you're like he seems normal (laughs) yeah I was like this I must he must be from my hometown I trust this so I think that's what ended up happening I love that and then he messaged me and the rest is history and I'm I love that I kick myself every day for not taking the initiative but it worked out I thought you were gonna say for not downloading tinder sooner but I recently mid-march or maybe it was early april i don't know i just went to log in one day because i was so bored during quarantine because there was nothing to do so i was like fine i'll go on dating apps and like swipe but then it's like the the mental capacity to actually like talk to people was so hard because i was like when am i ever going to even be able to like contemplate meeting you but i went to log in one day and my account was banned and i was like i don't know what the hell is going on so i tried to contact them and i was like hey i don't know what happened and they were like yeah sorry we're not going to give you any information about this because that's their policy they just ban people and they won't tell you why they sent me a link to like an article that was like these are the reasons that you probably got banned and it was like harassment like soliciting sex and i was like nope not doing any of those the one thing that i could think of that it might have been was that when you sign up, you can like use your 
uh, school email address and it'll like link you to your college. But when people are in college, it like shows you what school you go to, to, I don't even know why, to kind of like I thought it, okay. promote inner college relationships or something. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But I did that after in I graduated. Interscholastic uh, uh, fraternity. Book fairs. <laughs> <laughs> but I did that after I graduated. So I was like, maybe that was like viewed as catfishing or something, but I did go to Tufts. Oh, so true. I was like, I, that's the only well, thing that I could think of. But regardless, my friend Kyle recently filled me in on a loophole to get back onto Tinder when you get banned. <gasps> when you get banned from Tinder, they ban your Facebook and they ban your phone number so that you can't make another account with, the, with either of those. What Kyle told me to do is download Google Voice and it assigns you like a phone number for, to text people from over Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. So I got a, a new phone number and then I was very easily able to make a new Tinder account it took like four minutes. Wow, that is definitely a loophole. It is a loophole, but in making this new account, I was able to just type in my name and then upload whatever pictures I wanted. So there is no way to actually verify that who you who you think you're talking to is who you're talking to now. Anyways, be careful on Tinder. Let's move along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, something that we wanted to talk about, uh, clear up up front that we think is really important is a term that we're gonna be using a lot throughout mm -hmm. this podcast. And it's even in the that, name. It's even in the name. That term is queer. Queer, nowadays, at least for us, I feel like this is a very widely used definition now, but I don't want to mm -hmm. say that it's like all-encompassing because I, I'm sure that many people across the globe have very different relationships with this word. But at least for us, we view queer as an umbrella term for the entire LGBTQIA spectrum. So basically just saying like not straight not hetero. Yeah, and we recognize that this term is, it is a slur, it has been used as a slur in the past, and people are still called queer in a derogatory nature these days. However, there has been a lot, a lot of uh, reclaiming of this term uh, as gay men, as queer people. Um, Homos. Homosexuals. We have embraced the term. We have reclaimed and, our, our slur. Yeah, and we are just going to use it going forward a lot to just refer to someone who, you know, we may not know what their specific, the specific label that they like is. Yeah. They may not have a specific label that they like. They just want to make sure people know that they're not straight. That's pretty much where it comes from. Which is a very, like, important conversation, I think, also. I remember I had a discussion with this with one day at, at mm -hmm. uh, like we were sitting in Dwick because he looked at me and he was like, Aaron, would you hook up with a girl? And I was like, I don't know, like maybe. Like pro like if I, if the timing was right and I was very attracted yeah. to that, I'm like, I don't rule that out. Why? Like I was like, why? And he was like, well, you're gay. And I was like, so if I hook up with a girl, like does that make me bisexual? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, why are you telling me what my sexuality <laughs> is? And he was like, oh. And the, like he was like a freshman at the time. So I'm sure that yeah. like, I probably would have had a similar mindset when I was younger, but I was just kind of like, right. it's not really black and white. But that being too. said, you can still identify as gay and make out with a girl and yeah. still be gay. Just like you can be a straight man, make out with a guy and you're still straight. Or we can just get rid of labels and just be like, yeah, I just do what I want. 2020. I like, <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. But also we do recognize that like for some people, labels are important and um, totally. how you identify is can be very important to you, and we don't want to discount that at all, of course. Fuck it Same up. with pronouns, yes. too. I think that's like another really important thing, because 
for some people, pronouns are, I feel like pronouns are kind of like a hot topic because some people are really, some people get really worked up about pronouns, which I'll never understand. It's always fucking cisgendered people where they're like, my pronoun is pizza. And it's like, that's just a, like, just shut up. Yeah, well, you have the intelligence of a pizza too, exactly. so fuck off, bro. Like, for us, we do go by he, him, his pronouns, but mm. we are cisgender and there comes, and it, it's pretty common in the, the gay queer community to refer to people by pronouns i think often cisgender people by pronouns that are not what yeah. they usually go with I, I mean you probably heard it earlier in this podcast i was referring to aaron as she gay men i feel like nowadays refer to everything as she like i'm like yeah. drinking this I mean, vodka soda a, and i'm like, like she's delicious i mean it's it's a compliment although as soon as you said that it kind of got me thinking that like if we're giving inanimate objects like the she pronoun does that mean we're like belittling the femininity. power of a pronoun. Oh, I don't think so. I think women I are so far point. superior to men. I mean, I know they are. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, also, like, another thing that I know that you want to touch on later, it, based on this outline, just to touch on it now as well, like, if you hear anything that we're talking about and you're like, oh, I don't mm -hmm. agree with that, oh, I think they're stupid, we are very open to criticism mm -hmm. and thoughts and critique. Like, we always want to, like, listen to everybody's point of view and be corrected and learn and constantly grow, so... Yeah, yes. totally. Just I mean, to throw in quickly in case someone like listens to this and they're like, fuck them and they turn off the episode. Yeah. No, no, I totally agree with that. But I just wanted to finish saying with like the pronoun things, like mm. like for some people their like sexual orientation label may be really important to them. Pronouns are gonna be really important to some other people for whom the the pronouns that they use may not be what people assume right off the bat. We actually had a really cool talk talk about this in one of the previous episodes that we recorded previous in one of the previous, previous attempts episodes, i know that i loved that conversation it was a really good one if we as cisgender people can like always be throwing our pronouns out there like every time we introduce ourselves or like put it in your instagram bio put it in your twitter bio yeah, like put it on your facebook yeah if you normalize talking about it when people who it's not obvious necessarily not that you should ever assume somebody's pronouns mm -hmm. but like and especially younger and people i feel like who are struggling mm -hmm. like from what i've gathered based off of like some of the the tweets that i've seen and like the people that i've known who have transitioned it's it's really really hard to come to terms with the fact that you don't like it's i feel like based off of what i've seen tra transgender individuals don't like automatically just know like oh i'm not like i need to transition my gender. like it's a long process where they're like something doesn't feel right and it takes a long time to kind of figure out what that is but that's i'm not by any means an expert on that so we will no i, I will mean, dive either those conversations will come across later hopefully yeah absolutely <laughs> so if somebody is pretty serious about their pronouns or you know wants you to respect them absolutely by all means something i have been cognizantly trying to do over the past while is just start using there more because i still it's like it's a major adjustment for me just because i was such like an like an english grammar person growing up that i still have to like adjust my brain to like say there instead of like to he or she yeah like yeah. I, it's just it's not something that's natural to me but i'm trying so hard to just always say there first instead of gendering anything. Something that actually pissed off a lot of people uh, my first year of law school is that we had some writing professors who were, I, I think most of them actually, and I, I think this is still like a, a thing in the legal world in legal writing is that like, it's not accepted to use the singular they. It's There isn't widespread acceptance for it. Like I had one of my, like my legal writing professor literally said like, you can't use the singular they. Like really? we had to use, 
Yeah. You had to use he, but just assume that it was all encompassing. It used to be that, like in laws and stuff, the way it used to be written, whenever you would need like a personal pronoun, yeah, it would always be at, the like, masculine the constitution. one. It's like man is free. Yeah, exactly. But I think, I'm not sure when, probably like maybe like the 80s. I don't know. I actually don't know. That was just a wild guess. But it switched over to she, where she was the. Really? Yeah. Now it you know, it should be they. And I should be able to write, if I'm talking about somebody whose gender I don't, whose pronouns I don't know, I should be able to just say they yeah, because no, we no, do no, it all the party. fucking time. Did the mailman come today? I don't know, I didn't see him. Exactly, that's what I, that's, that's yeah. a perfect example of when I'm just trying to like, like I was talking to one of my friends and we were talking about a music group and I wasn't sure if it was like one person or like a group of people. So I was just like, oh yeah, I know their music. And she was like, oh no, 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 it's just one guy. And I was like, just using the general, the yeah. general third, the rule of thirds. I'm pretty sure the like the Merriam-Webster dictionary came out with a statement that was like, the singular they is real and has been in use since like before Shakespeare. Wasn't it the like 2019 word of the year or 2020 word of the yeah. year? It was it was a word of the year in yeah. like December. Love that. Yeah, they're they're pretty awesome. Thank God that the dictionary is like fucking awake. <laughs> I know, seriously. Did you ever see the one with uh, some interview with Hillary Clinton from like the 90s or something and like the set is like falling apart and you just hear her go, oh gosh. No. Oh, uh, maybe. I actually know exactly where it is in my liked tweets, so I'll, I'll find it for you. Why do people use their liked tweets just to like fucking everything? Okay, just at me next time. No, but it's not you. It's literally everyone. Like I only like tweets that like make me like laugh out loud. I use that so specifically as like, I just want to read through all of these and like be crying laughing. Well, that's just what I use our DM thread for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Matthew, Aaron, where did this podcast come from? This podcast has been so long, such a long time coming. So long. How long? A year. How long? <laughs> 10 inches. Yeah, so this this podcast has been in the works for just about a Honestly, I feel like we talked about it before a year ago. I don't know. Um, and we've gone through probably 300 different ideas and like progressions of ideas about what we want to spend our time doing every week. Matt, what was your idea? The thing that I kind of ended up wanting to do, like say if I were to do my own podcast, I would want to talk to older queer people about you know their experience growing up you know where they grew up what it was like being queer where they grew up the things that they went through advice that they wish they could give to their younger selves things that they are happy that they did things that they do different but not talk to like celebrities or people who have a following or anything like i want to talk to just like very people's uh, people yeah just people who aren't famous you know people who don't have a following under highlighted um, stories yeah exactly because those all deserve to be th their stories deserve to be told so i and, and i think as young queer people who are living in a world that is so much different than it was even like 5 10 15 years ago we can't forget about those stories and forget where we came from you know the struggle is not over by any means but it is there has been so much change. I am really interested in talking to older queer people and hearing all the things that I kind of just said. 
So when we take that and mix it with Aaron's idea, which is... One of my final ideas that I wanted to do for a podcast was just interviewing people in my life. There's a chance that this may turn into like a video project because it's still something that I really want to do. This, this specific idea that I wanted to do, I think almost will live better as a video. But I wanted to talk to people who I know and people who are like friends of friends who followed their passions and are now working in these quote-unquote dream jobs. Something that's always been like very uh, stressed to me throughout my entire life by my parents are just kind of follow what you love and um, you know the, the stereotypical like you'll never have to work a day in your life like you'll you'll figure it all out it's all gonna work out which is definitely a very privileged mindset but one that I feel very lucky at this like I appreciate that that is what was instilled in me because <laughs> I mean I feel like if that wasn't taught to me from a young age, like I wouldn't be working in entertainment right now in LA. Um, pursuing like finance, things like that, I would have probably tried to like become a doctor. I, having now entered this entertainment realm and working from, my, from, the, from the ground up, I wanted to talk to people who have made it, are living these dream jobs and did this by following their passions and kind of talk to them about how they got there and how they did it because like, everybody's stories are so different and there's no cut path onto like how you, you know, do these, these wild jobs. It also comes from a place of like, I have no idea what I want to do later down the line. I know I want to be in the entertainment realm, but there are so many, so many routes that I feel like I could go. A lot of the narrative that I've heard since moving to LA is, oh, like once you figure out what you want to do, like we'll be able to help you more. But then on the flip side, it's constantly this conversation of, oh, like you don't have to know what you want to do yet. Like you're so young. And I, f <laughs> I feel like it would just be so much easier for me if these people, would be like, this is what I see you doing. This is what I see you doing well in. This is where I think you should go. I just wanted to talk to these people about how they got to where they were, any advice they had for the younger generation. I think that Matt and I found an interesting way to kind of weave the two together because, well, this, that was the podcast that I wanted to do. I also, of course, am very interested in maths and I feel like it's a very beautiful idea and very, very important and very powerful. So we're, we're trying to kind of mix the two of them together. I feel like the underlying theme and ideal of this podcast is just going to kind of be queer profiles, you know, highlighting, mm -hmm. highlighting these queer voices that aren't necessarily told every day in our society because, you know, maybe they don't have a following, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's really, it's going to be really interesting to incorporate a lot of Aaron's ideas of like, where are you? How did you get there? Mm -hmm. What did you do along the way? What did that you, that wouldn't necessarily be told to somebody who's trying to get where you are. And how did your queerness play into that? Because people are working their way up in such a straight heteronormative world that is slowly opening up, but large in part, I feel like most major corporations, most jobs, most industries are still very, very, very straight. I don't know. Yeah. So that's kind of where this podcast came from. I'm sure as we get going, we'll probably be able to make a little bit of a better elevator pitch than that. But. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll condense her down. <laughs> another reason, another thing that I have also been very cognizant of that I think plays well into the idea of this podcast is um, back in October, I saw The Inheritance on Broadway, which um, it's like seven and a half hours and it was absolutely incredible. But I didn't really know what it was about, but one of my friends was like, you need to come. And I was like, of course, like I'll come and support you. I ended up going. The theater was full mostly of like 55 plus um, gay men. And it was one of the most like emotional experiences I've ever had in my entire life, I think. The only thing, did you see Just Mercy in theaters, Matt? Uh, no, I didn't see it in theaters. Okay. That's like the only, one of the only like similar experiences I've had where I can kind of like equate the two where it's like the entire audience is like 
crying together. The Inheritance is about, I think it was three generations of gay men in New York City and how their lives kind of like intertwine with one another and how it's like, even though when you're young, you think that you're like living this amazing life and so much, like your blinders are completely on. It perfectly articulated how important the generations above us are and how the people who came before us paved the way and are the like the only reason that we're able to live the lives that we live today are because of those who came before us and I think that's something that I've kind of taken for granted throughout my queer life when I started like actually living like a queer life you're not alone in that I mean it, it's definitely yeah. something that I did too and something that I know a lot of people take for granted as well absolutely it's part I feel like and that's part of like this growing up where you're like, oh, the world isn't actually just about me. Like there are these incredible people and incredible stories. Can you believe? No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that like, it it really like hit hard with me. And it's part of the reason that I signed up to do AIDS life cycle because I was like, I need to really like get out of this bubble. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for that about this podcast too, to interview people that like I probably wouldn't otherwise really have these conversations with. And I hope that people will enjoy listening to them because you gotta appreciate the people before you. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think another thing about this podcast that is important to clarify is that, you know, while a large part of this identity kind of, our queer identity does revolve around, you know, sex and romance and attraction, this is not a sex podcast. I mean, no. I think that's pretty obvious. You know, this is not gonna be a deep dive into our sex lives. Our parents <laughs> are definitely gonna listen to this, so. Maybe there will yeah. be like little glimpses where we're like, I just have to tell this one story, but that's definitely not gonna be the yeah the meat and, no, I'm sure. the meat and cheese. I think PG-13 is maybe what we'd give this podcast. I mean, I think it'd be really cool to have like ki- like teenagers who are experiencing high school right now. That's totally different from us. That being yeah. said, I'm gonna say it right now, if we have anybody <laughs> under the age of 18, your parents are going to have to sign a waiver, a consent yes, form. Absolutely. And I'm not playing around with that shit. I really wanna hear what you have to say, but you are, your parents will be signing a consent form. They'll probably be listening in. That's so interesting. That's so, like, I haven't really thought about that, but it's definitely even, yeah, since we've graduated high school, the, the scene has definitely changed. Oh the my playing God, field. totally. A different world, I mean, like, for sure. When I was in high school, there was... <laughs> it was me and Ian no who way. were like yeah who were like known as like openly gay school didn't really have any like openly gay kids even it's like I like looking back like there's no way that it was like a secret that I was not straight but it was never anything that I like addressed in high school because I was like why would I ever call attention to this right now like I was like mm-hmm. I can wait like we mentioned earlier in this podcast this is going to be a learning experience for us for sure big time we're going to fuck up. We're going to try really hard not to. I just feel like it's inevitable. Someone's always going to have something to say. And I think as much as we don't want to fuck up, we don't know everything. No. I definitely don't know everything. We're really excited to learn a lot from this. Yeah. Matt, you seem kind of sleepy right now. Do I? I mean, it's almost 11 o'clock. It's past my bedtime, girl. Wow. Can you believe that? Can you believe? If we fuck up and we say something that we shouldn't have. We apologize in advance. <laughs> Yeah, apologize in advance. Roast us in the in the DMs. Yeah, we know it's not your job to help us be better, but also, like you've said in the past few times that we've like recorded this, we will pass on our fuck ups. Like if you DM us and you're like, "Oh, you shouldn't have said that," we'll get on the next episode and be like, "Hey, we put our foot in our mouth mm-hmm. just so that everyone else is aware of this too." So that we can all learn yeah. together. That's like something I've really enjoyed hearing in other podcasts I've listened to is where yeah, 
when they acknowledge they'll come it. on the next yeah they'll come on the next episode and be like i said this and i, I learned that i shouldn't it. have <laughs> yeah so i'm not gonna fucking say that anymore and i'm gonna very intentionally use the correct term yep and i think that that is the most important thing that we can do as human beings is just acknowledge our previous faults and like actively do better yeah i totally agree i think it depends if you believe in cancel culture or not because i think to a degree it doesn't i don't think it exists in the way that we think it does but that's a conversation for a whole other time. That would be but, a good podcast episode. I would love to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, should we bring on someone who's been canceled? James Charles. I was just thinking that. Really? But like, yeah, like get educated mm-hmm. because you're not, no one's perfect. No one knows everything unless you're Angela Davis. When you get educated, like that is a celebration. You know, we literally spend our whole lives like getting educated and yeah. that doesn't just end. And yeah. clearly our schools are not teaching us about social societal issues the implications and everything yeah exactly so like we're all still learning and it's important to you would think that that would be like a, a mandatory class at like a liberal arts college like i'm surprised so that i didn't have to take a mandatory social implications class at tufts you think a predominantly white institution would be able to effectively teach that i feel like we're, we're seeing now more than ever that like there's these a lot further to fuck. go yeah yeah well, that's true because at the end of the day, it's like they will frame themselves as like institutions of learning, but they're just businesses. That's why Harvard Fully. took out that fucking loan. Oh, yeah. I mean, I found out today that is not going to do anything about tuition for the fall. Even though you're remote, mm-hmm. that's disgusting. It's because they're giving us the option because they will have in-person classes. So it's like you can still so get you your- choose your safety in a global pandemic. I know. It's such bullshit. I feel like that could be like a class action eventually. I don't need eventually. I need now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, just like realizing things but this this isn't like uh come on the show and teach us i think no, you, no, no. you mentioned this before yeah. it's like uh that's not what we want this to be we're we never want this to feel like a burden them. for us or for anyone else like if we want people to come on who are excited to talk about things and not like teach us a lesson but just like tell us their stories the way the episodes are probably going to go is we're going to we're going to talk about them they're going to introduce themselves we're going to hear about their life story whatever but we're hopefully going to be able to then dive into some substantive relevant topic to their lives something Mm -hmm. that they would have a really interesting opinion on or have a really big knowledge of absolutely yes yes okay so i think that that is it for this little intro meet the gals episode yeah if there's more that you want to know um i guess just ask us my instagram is at Aaron Idelson, A-A-R-O-N-I-D-E-L-S-O-N. That's pretty much all of my social media or like just everything. And I am at Maddie Rohr, M-A-T-T-Y-R-O-H-R-E-R. I'm not really on much other than Instagram. I guess I'm on Twitter, but I don't ever tweet anything. I just... But his like tweets are funny. Yeah, I'm a Twitter lurker. I'm one of those. That's like the best use of Twitter, though, in my opinion. Oh, it's amazing. Twitter is also such a good source for, like, breaking news. I will never forget when I was 12. That's how I found out that Michael Jackson died. Uh, When I was 25, that's how I found out before, like, that's how I found out that Kobe Bryant died. I found out that Kobe Bryant died because my friend was literally sitting on my toilet and screamed through the door, Kobe Bryant is dead! And I was like, what? Oh my God. Well, did you hear that? Like, you know that like TMZ reported on it before Vanessa even found out. Like, I did know that. Fuck that. So disgusting. Yeah. And that's just another one of the countless examples of how media needs to change in America ASAP. (laughs) ASAP.
If you want to hit up our podcast Instagram, it's at Queering the Air Pod. Hit us up there yeah. with questions, any suggestions. Open for everything. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about, if there's anyone you think would be a really interesting guest, we will do our best to get them to come talk to us. Reminder wow. that, I mean, Aaron's more of a somebody than I am, but... Um, this is all relative. We're, yeah, we're not really uh, famous by, I don't know, any stretch so if you if you come into our dms and say oh my god can you get rupaul on there we can fucking try (laughs) he's not gonna answer our dms so (laughs) no within reason people maybe in like two years like who knows we'll keep him in our back pocket (laughs) of course we would love to talk to rupaul (laughs) yeah in the back pocket of his klein epstein and parker suit goodbye (laughs) Anyway, thank you for joining us for this intro episode. We hope that you enjoy whatever whatever it is. Yeah. The more that we do this, I promise we will find our footing through. Like, it's going to grow and progress over time, and we're all going to grow and progress together. And we're going to have a bomb-ass time doing it. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can I get it? Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Over and out. We'll catch you next time. Peace and blessings. Bye. Love you.